Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. This episode is a little shorter than usual, so there's some free time built in. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Today, we want to talk about freedom as defined in the Torah. This is our prayer for America and for every nation. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and YouTube. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you to all who have already done so. And we want to send a big shout out to our friends in Texas and the Middle East. Amen. You know, Mama, if it were possible to ask the citizens of the world, what are the three most widely followed news stories right now? I imagine that many would identify the U.S. election in their top three, if not number one. Mm -hmm. The voting stopped last year and the results were certified by officials, but they are still being contested and challenged. It's difficult to see a smooth ending to this story. The United States of America is in great need of fervent prayer, perhaps more now than ever before. Our country appears so deeply divided that it seems unlikely that we can avoid making a lot of people angry. Yeah. The prominent ideologies and political parties are not pulling together, and our citizens are hearing conflicting messages. It's hard to know what to believe in the news, and our society feels less and less free to me. The contention and strife is so deep, it's hard to enjoy a simple conversation about innocent topics without someone being offended. Here at Red Pill Torah, we've learned to look to the Bible for wisdom and direction in times like these. That's exactly what we want to do in this episode. That's right, Mama. In our second episode, or podcast, we talked about what the Torah is. If you haven't heard that one, please check it out. One of the points we made is that the Torah gives us context for understanding the rest of the Bible. All of the wisdom and direction that comes in the Tanakh or the Old Testament, as well as the Brit Chadashah or the New Testament, builds on the context given in the foundation in the Torah. This week's Torah portion gives us some really good perspective that is relevant for these times. For this podcast, we want to focus on a few verses in Exodus chapter 6. Reading from verse 2, Elohim spoke to Moshe. He said to him, I am Yehovah. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as El Shaddai, although I did not make myself known to them by my name, Yehovah. Also, with them I established my covenant to give them the land of Canaan the land where they wandered about and lived as foreigners. Tim, I love the King James translation. It gives the definition of El Shaddai. El is the short singular version of Elohim, and Shaddai is translated as Almighty. Also, in this verse, we see a phonetic spelling or rendering of the Father's name. At the time this was translated, the letter J was pronounced like a Y. I don't think there's a J sound in the Hebrew language. Even though when many Christians read the Father's name, we pronounce the J sound. 
In our episodes 16 and 17, we talked about the name of Elohim. We mentioned that pronouncing his name is a point of contention for some believers. With all that we're facing in our country and in the world right now, I think we need his name desperately. Mm -hmm. We know that some of our brethren who are Jewish hey, and, and some Gentiles feel that it's disrespectful to even speak his name. Now, we assure you that we mean no disrespect. It's such a joy to us to know that he has given us his name literally thousands of times in the Bible. And it's a joy to know that our Elohim is not the God who has no name, as spoken by Yul Brenner in the Ten Commandments movie. We want it clear that we're calling on the Elohim of Israel, not any other God, whether named or not. If you want to know more about the powerful name of Yehovah, check out our episodes 16 and 17. And definitely, look up the awesome work done by Keith Johnson and Nehemiah Gordon. Just Google those names and buy whatever books they have written about the name of Yehovah. Catch their YouTube videos and take lots of notes for your personal study. Mm -hmm. Now, from verse 3, we see that the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, did great things empowered by Elohim. They didn't even know his name. We have his name, and we love his name. Mm -hmm. Imagine the great things that we can do in him having his name as a gift to us. Verse 4 continues with Yehovah expressing his will for his people. Reading from verse 5, Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians are keeping in slavery, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am Yehovah. I will free you from the forced labor of the Egyptians, rescue you from their oppression and redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people and I will be your Elohim. Then you will know that I am Yehovah, your Elohim, who freed you from the forced labor of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your inheritance. I am Yehovah. Mm-hmm. The Passover Seder uses these scriptures as an important area of focus. In the context of the Seder, we learned them as the four I wills of Elohim. Let's look at the I will statements of Elohim in these verses. First, he said in verse 6, I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. The Seder labels that with the word sanctification. In short, it means that Yehovah would separate his people from Egypt's oppression. It's really a blessing to be sanctified or set apart by Yehovah for a purpose that he has chosen. I think that applies to the United States of America as well. He has chosen this nation for his unique purpose. America is not a replacement for Israel in any way. Still, Elohim has a good purpose for America and he has used this nation to do good in the world. Elohim said he would rid Israel of Egypt's bondage. That is something to praise him for. Mm -hmm. His will for his people is that we should be free. America has freedom interwoven in the documents and beliefs that serve as the foundation of this nation. 
America has been known as a beacon of freedom in the world for many years. People from all over the world have come here for religious, political, and financial freedom. May it continue to be so. In verse 6, Jehovah said he would redeem Israel with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Here again I see America imitating the will of Elohim, with arms wide open to people who embrace freedom. We have seen our share of great judgments as well. Some on nations who have attacked America, and some on America when we disobey Elohim's instructions. The last I will talks about Jehovah taking Israel to himself for a people and being Elohim to them. As we said before, we don't see America as a replacement to Israel in any way. Instead, we see how Elohim has blessed America greatly, using our nation to be a blessing to the rest of the world overall and to Israel in particular. Elohim has been Elohim to America as well. He has delivered us in mighty ways and allowed us to carry his good news to the ends of the earth. May we continue to do his good will in this world. Amen. Miss, when we read the I wills in Exodus chapter 6, they define Elohim's will for his people. His will is freedom. His Torah, or instructions, teach us how to live lives that are free from sin. Mm -hmm. The Torah brings us to the Messiah, the one who makes us free indeed. Amen. See John chapter 8, starting at verse 34, for context and details. The Torah's righteous judgments and standards protect the freedom of every individual in the Torah-obedient community. Freedom is more than doing whatever you want. True freedom comes from being in right standing with our Creator, living by His wisdom, His instructions, His Torah. Knowing what the Torah offers to everyone, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and disassociate the Bible from your personal beliefs? Or would you take the red pill and celebrate Jehovah's instructions as a solid foundation for your beliefs and values? Only you can answer that question. America is revisiting that question right now. Please join us in prayer for this country that we will make the right decision. Pray that we will receive mercy and grace from Jehovah at this difficult time. Pray that our beautiful nation might be healed and that we might be a beacon of true freedom for our brothers and sisters around the world. And please remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Everyone who loves her will prosper. Mm-hmm. Amen, Daddy. Well, we'll end this episode a little early so our listeners can have more time to pray. Sounds good. That's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what we've shared and talk about it with your family and friends. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where you can handle the truth.